Welcome to the first ever episode of Brandon Sports Podcast. everybody i hope everyone's doing good during these tough times and you know staying away from coronavirus and i hope everyone's families are safe and you know just praying you guys get through this and everyone gets through this man because i've never seen anything like this well with that being said let's get right into it man today's episode we're going to be talking about boxing the sweet science and for me one of my favorite favorite sports man i mean this is a sport where you got to bring it, man. You can't you can't bullshit. You can't cheat the grind, you know, as they say. Today, I'm going to be talking about the lightweight division, 135 pounds. And this division, to me, is my favorite division right now, man. I mean, got some talent here, man, like no other. I mean, you got young stars coming up. You got world champions, you know, everything, man, like. This 135 division is crazy loaded, man. I mean, if you don't bring it, man, you're going to be left behind. And this division's crazy. People might say a uh, welterweight's the best division right now or middleweight or heavyweight or featherweight. But, nah, to me, my favorite right now is lightweight, 135, without a doubt. Right now, I'm just going to talk about some some fighters in this division. Then we're going to get into some matchups so I see, uh, you know, in the future or potentially happening f- soon. And uh, let's get right into it, man. Uh, uh, talk about the number one lightweight right now, in my opinion, and, you know, I think everybody's opinion is Vasily Lomachenko. High tech, the Matrix, whatever other nickname everyone has for him. But this dude is... He's otherworldly, man. <clears throat> this guy is just different, man. The way he moves in that ring, in and out, angles, and just... he One 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 second he's here, one second he's there. I mean, you can't hit the guy. It's, it's just hard, you know? And he's only had uh, 15 pro fights, you know? He's had a huge amateur background coming from the Ukraine and two-time Olympic uh, champion, 2012, and I believe... Uh, 2016, or no, 2012 and 2008. Yeah, 2012 and 2008, actually. He was an Olympian for Ukraine, and, you know, he's represented, and he's had a huge amateur background. His only loss was to Orlando Salido, which was a tough fight, man. I mean, Salido is is known as a warrior in the sport of boxing, you know, and he was a veteran. And when he fought uh, Salido, it was only Lomachenko's second pro fight. And when he fought Salido, Salido came in overweight. He couldn't even make the uh, featherweight uh, 126 pounds. Salido came in at 128 and a quarter. Now, that's an advantage. Anyone that knows boxing knows if you come in a fight overweight, that's an advantage or it could be a disadvantage. I mean, in this case, it was an advantage because... Salido was just bullying Lomachenko all fight, you know, with inside game and just a lot of low blows also, man. I mean, these referees weren't seeing it. And Lomachenko lost on a split decision. I don't know how, but he lost on a split decision. Personally, I had him winning uh, 115-113. 
close fight, uh, but he just showed that he can outbox Toledo. And only a second pro fight. He had people like, wow, man. But the fight after that was the one that really put Lomachenko on the map, man. I mean, shoot. This was the one against Gary Russell, who at the time was undefeated. And Lomachenko was coming off a loss in his second pro fight. And Gary Russell was a, you know, the champ. And when he fought Gary Russell, man, Gary Russell was just, he was very good at 126 featherweight. And Lomachenko was just, you know, studying him and, you know, breaking him down, doing the high tech that he always does. And in the 12th round, he just put it all on on uh, Gary Russell. And he won a majority decision, 116-112, 114-114, and he won 116-112. And then ever since then, man, he just been making people quit. You know, he made uh, Nicholas Walter not even come out. You know, he made him quit. Didn't even want to come out the next round. Ringendahl made him quit. And that's why a lot of people are calling him uh, Nomaschenko. You know, Vasily Nomaschenko. He's been just making these big names quit and shit. And, yeah, Lomachenko, man, he's pound for pound. Probably the top. top he has to be in everyone's top five. Anybody that knows boxing knows Lomachenko is a legit fighter, top top five easily. He can be number one, number two, number three, four, five. I don't care. He's got to be in that top five pound for pound. This guy is just nasty, man. He, he makes people quit, and he's just he's too fast. He's, he's insane, man. <sighs> On that Lomachenko front, let's go to the next fighter I want to talk about, man. Tiafimo Lopez, El Brooklyn, the takeover. Only 22 years old, 15 and 0. And this guy, man, if you never saw or heard of Tiafimo Lopez, you got to get on that takeover express, man. This kid is insane. I mean, knockout artist, brutal punishment. 12 of his 15 wins have come by knockout. So that's 80% knockout ratio. And his last fight in Madison Square Garden in December 14th, uh, 2019. I was there in person. All right. So I saw it in person. It was against a tough opponent, Richard Coleman, who was a world champ. And a lot of people were skeptical on this fight. They were saying it was too tough for Tiafimo or, you know, Tiafimo could win, and uh, but it'll be a tough fight. It'll go like, you know, 12 maybe. It'll go the distance. But no. Tiafimo really hurt him this fight, man. I mean, being in person just made this fight different, man. I mean, when he hit Komei with that right hand in that second round, like the crowd just it stood up, man. It was, it was something different. Being ringside there with my boy Dorian, and we enjoyed that, man. That was crazy. Crazy. That was a firework performance right there from Tiafimo. You know, he does a lot of uh, dancing in the ring, too. He, he's known for doing those Fortnite dances and shit. He does the uh, the backflip after the fights, the Heisman Trophy. He's done it all, man. I mean, at a young age, he's, he's getting big, man. We're going to see a lot more of Tiafimo in the upcoming future, man. I mean, that's a guy you need to YouTube. If you haven't seen uh, Tiafimo Lopez, please YouTube him because you'll be impressed by his knockouts, man. 
Another fighter I want to talk about, the 135-pound lightweight division, is the young up-and-coming American dream, Devin Haney. At 21 years old, 24-0, coming from Las Vegas, Nevada, the American dream is an up-and-coming star. And to me, I've seen it in person also. I saw, I saw him fight in September at the Garden in the theater. And he impressed me, man. His boxing is its very nice, man. I mean, he's got a quick jab, nice one, too. He moves nice, you know. He's there. He's there to get hit, but he's not going to get hit because his defense is good enough. <clears throat> solid power, solid uh, speed. This kid's got a good all-around package, man. And he's only uh, 21 years old. So he's got a lot of time as well, just as Tiafimo. They've got a lot of time, man. And he's 24-0 with 15 knockouts is Devin Haney. And that's a 62.5 knockout ratio. So I'm saying he don't have, you know, the Tiafimo knockout ratio and the world star knockouts but shit if he hits you he gonna hurt you you know what i mean 24 and 15 and he can box too man i mean he'll get the decision i mean his last fight he fought ojo santiago who's a tough dominican and he went uh he went 12 but you know haney won most every round he won 120 107 on one judge's scorecard 120 107 on another at 120-107 on another scorecard. So basically a shutout. So Devin Haney's a guy, you know, people need to keep an eye on him. And I was there for that fight in Madison Square Garden uh, when he fought Zaur Abdullayev in September. That fight, man, he won a fourth round uh, stoppage, man. Abdullayev didn't want to come out. It was just a brutal beating in those four rounds. He was just dominating him. Nice jab, quick snappy, one, two, bop, in and out. Just fighting beautiful. This kid's really good, really uh, a well-tuned machine already at the young age. He's also been, you know, growing up, he was training in the Mayweather gym, so he's got that in his background coming up in the Mayweather gym. So that's that on Devin Haney, a little bit on him, the American dream. So the next fighter we're going to be talking about is... um. Javante Tank Davis. I mean, look at this, man. We already, what, four fighters in that we're talking about? And Javante is probably, you know, he's probably the biggest ticket seller in 135. He's probably the biggest draw at lightweight. I mean, his last fight in Atlanta, he brought, he brought, uh, he had a lot of people watching. He's a big draw at a young age also. And this guy, he's he's a killer, man. His name, His nickname is Tank for a reason. 23 and 0 with 22 knockouts. I mean, if that doesn't show you what he can do, I mean, and he's fought some solid opposition. Not the best opposition. I'll, I'll say that. Not the best opposition yet, but he's fought some solid names. I mean, he fought Jose Pedraza, you know, from Puerto Rico. He beat him at 130. That was a 130 pound division. He knocked him out in the seventh round. But, you know, a lot of people know that Pedraza, he's not really a 135. He's more 135. So, but, you know, Tank got him out of there. That's a big name to have. Um, he knocked out Fonseca. You know, the Gamboa fight, which was his last fight, was a tough. Uh, it wasn't a tough fight. He just didn't, he didn't, uh, you know, live up to the expectations in that fight. Gamboa tore his ACL, I think, the second or third round. 
something like that. And uh, I thought uh, Tank would get him out of there a little earlier, like fourth or fifth round right after that. I mean, if you tear your ACL, I don't know how the fuck you're going to be running for like 12 rounds in a fight. You can't even walk some guys, man. I mean, look at uh, who tore the ACL tons of times. I mean, Derrick Rose, I mean, Jesus, you can't get up after that injury sometimes, man. So for Gamboa to go 12 with Tank, that you know that showed me uh, Gamboa's got heart, man. But on Gamboa on a uh, Tank side, that showed like, man, Tank, are you really you know are you legit? Because Gamboa's a veteran and he'll 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 give you a tough fight, but you know he's old already. You know Gamboa's already in his 30s, maybe older than that. He's probably shit late 30s, 40s. But he got him out there in the 12th round, you know. So. He did what he had to do. And, you know, Tank, 23 wins, 22 knockouts. That's a 95.65 knockout ratio, which is, that's absurd, man. Now, we want to see Tank fighting some good names, though, you know. So, we want to see him getting some big names in there. Because I know he's got talent and he's got to stay focused, man. His outside distractions are just, that's the only thing that's hurting uh, Javante Davis right now. It's the outside bullshit, you know, thinking he's a he's a rap artist or some shit, you know. It's got to stay focused, man. In the sport of boxing, you got to be dedicated 100%. You know. All right, so that's that on Tank, man. So the next fight I want to talk about, y'all know him as the YouTube sensation, IG star, Ryan Garcia, man. Ryan Garcia is a young kid. This is uh, Oscar De La Hoya 2.0, in my opinion. I mean, the guy is just... He's got the hes got the girls on his side, man. I mean, shit. He's getting them, bringing them all to fights and shit. He's Oscar De La Hoya 2.0. He's from Los, Los Angeles, California, of Mexican descent. So, you know, he, he's got that Oscar De La Hoya DNA in him. He's sponsored by... I mean, uh, he's promoted by De La Hoya. You know, Golden Boy's promoting him, so... He got that on his side. 20 wins, 17 knockouts, no losses for Ryan Garcia. That's an 85% knockout ratio. And anybody that's seen Ryan Garcia, man, nicknames The Flash. He's fast as hell, man. He's fast like The Flash. I mean, you can see his pad work when he does with his trainers and shit. He's very fast. I mean, the kid's naturally uh, gifted with some speed. Also very young, man. Only, uh, how old is he? 21. I mean, look at that. And this kid's on the rise right now. His last fight was a brutal first-round knockout, man. I mean, Bleacher Report and all these big media outlets, ESPN. I mean, everyone was uh, posting the video of Ryan Garcia knocking out Francisco Fonseca. It was a brutal, brutal, brutal uh, hook, man. And Fonseca couldn't get up, man. So, you know, Ryan Garcia, man, he's been he's he's fast, man. And he's just getting better, man. Ever since he joined um Canelo Stable over there with the Reynosos. That's a great stable they got over there, man. They got uh they got Ryan Garcia. Look at this stable, man. They got Ryan Garcia, Canelo Alvarez, and uh Oscar Valdez, man. I mean, just those three alone, man, that's a great stable. They got some other fighters, too. I believe they have a, some kid named Martinez who's on the rise. Another young fighter. I think he's a featherweight or something like that. And he's uh, 
he's a good name too in that stable. So just shows you, man, the Reynosos, they're they're getting all these fighters, man. Like so anybody that wants to look for a trainer, the Reynoso is uh he's a good trainer, man. He's getting all these great fighters and bringing the best out of them. To me, Ryan Garcia has gotten better ever since he joined them, man. I guess Canelo's teaching him some, you know, tools of his trade to say. All right, that's that on Ryan Garcia. What was that? It's already like, what, five or six guys that we talked about, man, and shit. Another guy we're going to talk about is a veteran, man, Jorge Linares, man, 34 years old, 47 wins, five losses, one draw. Actually, scratch that, scratch that. 47 wins, five losses, no draws. Yup, he's a tough veteran from Venezuela. This guy's fast, man. Anybody that's seen Linares knows he's got great hand speed, uh, great boxing ability. He uh, he gave Lomachenko a hell of a fight, man. When he fought Vasily Lomachenko, he gave him a hell of a fight. He dropped Lomachenko, I believe, in the sixth or fifth round, something like that. And it was a very close fight till the end where he faded a little bit and Lomachenko just, you know, put the nonstop pressure on him and just got him out of there and did what a pound-for-pound star had to do, especially moving up to 135 to fight Linares. But Linares has a lot of issues with his uh, cuts, man. He's known for having bad cuts on his face constantly in every fight. But Linares, man, he'll give anybody in this division trouble, man. I mean, any of those young kids that we just talked about, Linares, Linares will give him a tough fight, man. Especially still at 34. I mean, his last fight, he looked good. I saw it, man. It was on the zone. I believe it was a co-main with Ryan Garcia. Yeah, it was the co-main um, on that uh, February card. Ryan Garcia got the first-round knockout. It was a co-main uh, fight. Yep, he fought Carlos Morales. And he got him out there in the fourth round knockout. So, you know, Linares is looking for that fight, you know, with uh, Ryan Garcia. They're starting to, starting to negotiate that, you know. And hopefully they were supposed to have it done for the summer in Los Angeles. And that will be a tough fight for either one of these guys, man. For Linares, a Ryan Garcia fight means, you know, hey, you're getting close to that world title shot that you want to get again, right? Especially at that old age at a... Uh, 30, not old age, but, you know, older age of uh, 34, you know, you're not going to have many chances left in your career. And for Ryan Garcia, if he fights Linares, man, this is where you got to prove that you're legit, man. You're going to prove right now that you're you're a star in the making, man, because Linares is a big name. He's a former champion, I believe, in two or three divisions, not just uh, 135. So that's a big name. You got to keep an eye out. I mean, a big fight, you got to keep an eye out on. Another name in the lightweight division I want to talk about is Felix El Diamante Verdejo. 26 years old. Uh, right, uh, 26 and 1 is his record. From San Juan, Puerto Rico, El Diamante is his nickname. El Body Body. You know, me personally, I, I know him, so I'm very uh, I'm close with him, and Felix is a great guy, man. Uh Sad the way his career has gone so far, but, you know, I'm still pulling for the guy, and I know he could be a world champion. I know he's got the talent in him. You know, he's had a lot of issues outside of the ring also, just like what Javante is going through right now. And when a fighter has a lot of outside distractions, it hurts them in the ring. I mean, the performances don't live up to par. 
I mean, with Felix, he had the bad motorcycle accident in 2016 when he was uh, he signed for the world title fight against Terry Flanagan. That was going to be for the WBO belt in 2016. So Felix had that fight right there, man, and he got into a bad motorcycle accident. Luckily, he didn't get no uh, broken bones. That was on the, the report, media report in Puerto Rico, in Nuevo Día. They reported that. But, you know, ever since then, he's had some lackluster performances and, you know, inactivity, fighting only like once a year. And, you know, it, it hurt him. It hurt him because, you know, he should be world champion right now, you know. And he's had a lot of issues with um, his trainer, his former trainer and former manager, uh, Ricky Marquez, who he left this um this fall, winter, and he went to Las Vegas to team up with Ismael Salas, which is his new trainer in Las Vegas, the legendary Ismael Salas from Cuba. And, you know, Verdell had his first fight with him in uh, January. And when I went I went up there, upstate New York, and uh, he won a unanimous decision against uh, Manuel Ray Rojas, who was 18-3. and three. You know, it was just a keep-busy fight for Felix, you know, being that he didn't fight since April of last year. So, you know, that's one thing with Verdell. He's got to stay uh, active now that he's with Salas. He's got to get back on track, you know, because he he lost a lot of uh, a lot of his shine, you know. So Felix is a name to keep an eye out on the lightweight division also, you know. I'm not counting him out yet. That's my guy. I'm not going to count him out. I know a lot of people are saying he's washed or he's done. Nah, I'm not doing that, man. He's not done. How can a fighter at 26 years old be done? I mean, shit. He just won his last fight, you know. UD, I mean, come on. And that's that on Felix Elia Monteverdejo. Uh, some key matchups, man, I want to talk about in the lightweight division that I would love to see personally are Vasily Lomachenko and Tiafima Lopez. That's one, man. I mean, this fight was supposed to happen May 30th in the Garden, Madison Square Garden. It was supposed to be signed already, and Top Rank, which is the promoter for both of the fighters, they had the fight already done, basically. But they were saying there were some contract issues with Lomachenko or Tiafimo. So one of the fighters wanted more money. Now, if this coronavirus bullshit wasn't happening, I think that fight would have already happened May 30th. It would have been a done deal. And that would have been, man, one of the craziest fights at 135. Not just at 135 and all of boxing, man. It would have been a pay-per-view. Uh, I think ESPN would have done a pay-per-view on that one also. They would have got lots of buys, man. They would have filled the undercard, man. They would have it would have been a nice card to attend, man, at Madison Square Garden for sure. And Tiafimo versus Vasily, man. If I had to pick one on that fight, man, I'm still I'm going back and forth, man. I don't know who's gonna win that fight. Tiafimo's the young hungry lion. Naturally bigger than Lomachenko also because 135 is not Lomachenko's natural weight, folks. He came in as a 126 fighter in his, uh what, mid-20s already? So 135 is not his natural weight. He's co he's moving up in these uh, divisions because he's he's testing his, his greatness. You know, so Tiafimo is naturally bigger than him. Tiafimo said he wants to move up right after the uh, Lomachenko fight. So that just shows you how hard it is. For him to make 135. 
So that fight is just, man, that's going to be fireworks. And that's for all the belts, man. Lomachenko's got the WBO, the WBA, and he's got the WBC, I believe. And Tiafimo got the IBF. So he wants, he want, this is for all the belts, man, a unification fight at lightweight. You can't ask for much better than that, man. You really can't. Another fight that I'd love to see in the near future, man. Um, Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. I want to see it, man. You know why I want to see it? Because they're talking a lot of shit on Twitter, man. And these guys, you know, they've been going at it on Twitter, on the internet. And it'll be a great fight, man. I mean, shit. It'll do tons of buys, man. I think it'll do more buys than uh, Lomachenko and Tiafimo, honestly. I just think Tank and uh, Ryan are they're bigger uh, stars um, outside of the boxing world. I just think they're bigger stars than uh, Tiafimo and Vasily. They'll just do tons of buys and just it'll be insane, man. I mean, I don't know who win that fight right now. I'll give um, Ryan the edge because Tank, you know, he gets distracted with the outside uh, bullshit. So I'll give Ryan the edge on that one so far, but. Before these recent performances of Ryan Garcia, I, I was I was I was one that thought Javante uh, would beat Ryan Garcia easily because I thought he just you know manhandled him. But recently, man, Ryan Garcia showed me he 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 looks legit, man. He looks legit. And another great fight uh, I want to see in the lightweight division is Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney. Another. Another Ryan Garcia fight, man. He's been talking a lot, man. He's got a lot of static in him right now. <laughs> I'll give the kid credit. He's, he's he's building up a lot of these fights, man. And Devin Haney's been going back and forth with him. Like, you know, he wants to fight also. Devin Haney's only 21. Ryan Garcia's only 21. These guys can build these fights, man, you know. Make them in the future. Next four or five years when they're in their primes, you know. <laughs> Make a big, big fight, a pay-per-view. I'm talking like it could be a huge pay-per-view, man. Like do tons of buys. Your family will be set for life. I mean, yo, Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, that would be a huge fight in the future, man. They've been going at it. I mean, they're close friends also, apparently. You know, they've been chilling with each other on, uh, I've seen a couple of videos on Fight Hype or whatever. They've been... They're pretty cool, but, you know, they want to get at it in the ring as well. You know, this is a business at first. Yeah, that's a great fight, man. And um, another fight I would love to see if it happens is Teofimo Lopez and uh, Devin Haney also. They've also been going back and forth at it on the Internet and in person also. I mean, I saw a video, I believe, on Fight Hype also. Uh, they were they were at a fight and... Uh, they ran into each other, and Devin Haney was like, Tiafimo's scared, and Tiafimo's like, Devin Haney's scared, and, you know, anybody that knows Tiafimo Lopez's dad, he talks a lot of shit, man. He gonna tell you a lot of shit, he gonna, he gonna bring it, you know, he gonna talk that bullshit, that Brooklyn bullshit, you know, <laughs> and he was saying shit about Devin Haney, about he's, he ain't shit, Tiafimo's already a bigger star than him, and at a younger age, you know, so... That would be a great fight. I'd love to see also, but I think that fight will be made in uh 140 pounds because uh both of these guys they're gonna move up soon. They're gonna move up soon, and um 
they'll be uh they'll be fighting each other at one forty or one forty seven if if they both get up to those weights and they keep on the winning track, you know. And one last fight I would love to see personally uh is my boy Felix El Diamante Verdejo taking on uh Vasily Lomachenko if that fight ever gets made, man. I mean a lot of people are like, damn, you're crazy with this one, but you know, they fought each other in the Olympics, so you know, they know each other. And Lomachenko said Verdejo is the toughest opponent he's ever fought. You know, going into the pros. And he told Bob Arum this. And this is why a lot of people were high on Felix Verdejo, you know. Because Lomachenko saying that he's the toughest fighter he's ever fought. You know, that, that says a lot, man. And when he fought, um, that was the 2012 Olympics. And Lomachenko won slightly, I believe, by like three or four uh, points and or rounds. But, man, it was a great fight in the Olympics, and i love to see that fight as a pro, man. That'd be a great fight, you know. I think Felix would, uh, you know, bring out... Uh, I think Lomachenko would bring out the best in Felix, man. That's just me personally, man. Um, yeah. Well, that's that on the 135 division, man. I just wanted to let y'all know how I felt about it, and if any of you guys, you know, have any difference of opinions, just let me know, man. Just let me know. Thanks a lot, and we out.